The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising, and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word, so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, They were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. In the name of the one God, who is lover, beloved, and love overflowing. Amen. Well, we have just finished two weeks on the sun-drenched shores of the Joannine community. And today, we step into the cool, dark touch of Matthew's story of the Magi. And I will confess, I am somewhat relieved to be out of the glare. You see, I have fair skin. I burn very easily. Physiologically, we know that too much light is not good for living creatures. It becomes a poison to them. We need the darkness in order for our bodies to rest and reset. And the same is true for us spiritually. Too much spiritual light can be its own kind of poison. Too much spiritual light leads to certainty, self-righteousness, to a rigid adherence to structures and rules and rubrics, 
and at its most extreme end to fundamentalism and religious violence. But the antidote to this kind of spiritual sunburn is to come in to the darkness. The dark is frightening for many of us. It's the place where monsters live. But it's also the place where we can travel to the deepest level of our connection with one another and with all life and with the source of all life. Annie Dillard talks about the interplay of these two forces in her book, Teaching a Stone to Talk. She says, In the deeps are the violence and terror of which psychology has warned us. But if you ride these monsters deeper down, if you drop with them farther over the world's rim, you find what our sciences cannot locate or name, the substrate, the ocean or matrix or ether, which buoys the rest, which gives goodness its power for good and evil its power for evil, the unified field, our complex and inexplicable caring for another and for our life together here. This is not given. It, this is given. It is not learned. This complex and inexplicable caring for one another and for our life together. You see, in the dark, the monsters are not foes to be vanquished, but they are creatures to be befriended, to take us down to that deep level where we are connected with everything that is and where all power comes from. But the dark is not only a place of monsters. It's also the place of dreams, of rest and renewal. It's the place of imagination, the place of intuition and creativity. It's the place of vision. And yes, it's the place of stars and starlight. These magi with whom we journey today are like Abraham, whom they parallel in their own way, a kind of ambassador to a nighttime spirituality. Driven from their homes by this deep longing to encounter the Christ child, to find the one about whom they have heard they step off of the well-lit spiritual highway through the desert and they take a more meandering path guided by their intuition, their learning, and the stars above them. And their path is not direct and it's not easy. It is, after all, in the dark. But who knows what marvels they see along the way? And at the end of their meandering journey by starlight, they end up at the place they have longed to be all along. They see 
God incarnate, staring at them through the eyes of a little human child. And the text says they're overwhelmed with joy, and they bow down in homage and wonder. Thomas Berry, in his New Christian Cosmology, puts wonder at the heart of our relationship with God incarnate in the world around us. And he talks about three footsteps of God in the physical world. The first of them is what he calls differentiation, which is the sense that every single created thing is an absolutely unique and unrepeatable manifestation of God. There is no creature that is exactly like any other creature that has come before or that will come after it, even of its same kind. And so absolutely everything has something unique to communicate about God. His second point that he makes is what he calls subjectivity or interiority. And it's that each of those unique manifestations of the divine carries within itself a mystery that cannot be known fully, cannot be mapped or exhausted. This is what Matthew reminded of us, reminded us of yesterday as what Thomas Merton calls the point vierge, that diamond deep within us, what we might call the true self. And the third point that he makes is what he calls communion, that all of these mysterious interiorities dwelling in the cosmos are in communion with one another, God loving God, God living with God. And our response that we are invited into in the face of that mystery is wonder. To look at God incarnate all around us, staring back at us through the eyes of a leaf or a spider, I'm sorry, Rob, or our brother, God staring back at us and to respond with wonder. It is that wonder found in the darkness that has the power to renew us. Rules and rubrics will not save us, but wonder is a power that can take us more deeply into the mystery of God within and among us. Wonder can help to renew us individually, renew us as a community, renew the church, renew our nation, renew this planet that we are privileged members of. That wonder can bring us back continually to an encounter with the incarnate God. And so the Magi issue their invitation to us to join them. 
to step off the well-lit spiritual highway, to make our meandering, stumbling way in the dark, following our stars and our longings and our dreams to the Christ child born among us, revealed as God incarnate. And the path is not easy, and it's not direct, and it's not short. But who knows what marvels we may see along the way.